it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Telling Jorge during the break, there's another interesting, if you want, a baseball doc called Pelotero that's about the development of players at, I want to say, in the Dominican? Yeah, it, it fo- I saw the trailer on the break. Yeah. Uh, it focuses on two players from uh, Republica Dominicana. And yeah. And trying to make it into the big leagues. It's the terrific. Process. Yeah. It's really, really good. There's also Last Chance U, with, which a lot of people loved. That's a on series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, a series on Netflix about people trying to make the league and stuff. Um, and Mailman Matt also pointed out to me that I forgot a great uh, documentary. <laughs> and then he did the double teamed uh, from <laughs> Disney Channel, which is just a uh, dramatized. List them out to us. I'm, by the way, list them out to us. <laughs> Because we might not have watched them, and they're probably really good. I'm sure there's so many good sports documentaries out there that we didn't hit on. That double teamed is not on the list. Let's just stipulate. I don't it think might be, be on there. the best sports movies of <laughs> That's all a time. List. Also, somebody on Twitter is pointing out. Don't forget HBO's Maradona. That was a really yeah. good. Oh, is that good? I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, one. it's good. Two Escobars we talked about earlier is, is an amazing one. Like Emma said earlier, the 30 for 30. There's a couple in there that are clunkers, but not That's many. Okay. That's not okay. That's, many. Did you guys ever watch the Dion's double play? The one that was the same day. Talking about that day. Just, that just watched it. Both. Yeah, just yeah. watched it's it amazing. maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. They started putting that on the front of all of it. By the way, there's also, I don't know if you guys were crazy. Jordan Rides the Bus, I thought was an it's interesting good. one. Bo Knows. What's the Bo, Bo Knows? Knows is great. That Bo what was, was the uh, Red Sox one called um, where they came back on the Yankees? And, and they had really, really good footage when they came back down 3 0. I forget what it was called. Something in October. I forget what it was called. Something along those lines. Either. Catching Hell. Is that the uh, Cubs? Steve. Yeah, was, Steve Barman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Catching Hell is another good one. The one about Dion. It, I'm going to be a baseball dork here for a second before we go back to your phone calls here. We, Bo was Bo, right? And we got to see a lot of Bo. We didn't get to see as much Dion in the major leagues. Dion would have been an all-star level baseball player, if not better than that, had he just been a baseball player. And because he was Neon Dion at the time, prime time, and he's doing all the Dion stuff, that the fact that he was as good of a baseball player, like that whole thing where he's doing the double dip, right? He destroyed on the baseball field that series. He was terrific. And Dion, because he's Coach Prime, he's got the sunglasses, he's got the whole thing, right? Like he's got a, a the style. Yep. He was an awesome base, not a good one, an awesome one. You remember Dion used to wear that headband on the neck? Yeah. He was on the Up and uh, what was that podcast with uh, uh Up and Smoke? Up and Smoke. Up and Smoke. He's on a podcast, and he was telling the guys, you know all that the smoke is that the all the, the smoke. smoke? That's right. So he says the reason I would wear the head, it wasn't it wasn't for fashion or anything. He's like it's just to keep the stuff from like my curls going down on my face oh, so that would just br- bring the uh, headband awesome. to my neck but people thought it. it was a you know fashion, fashion. thing that's yeah. terrific <laughs> uh, now i want to start wearing one <laughs> put it in there <laughs> just put it in there let it happen let's go to buena park and thomas thomas you're on with Travis Slee. talk me out of it thomas make me feel better if i can take a second first to go down a couple other things since you guys mentioned some great documentaries but first thank you emily for taking the call. I feel like we had a great interpersonal connection there for the eight seconds we talked. So that was cool. <laughs> but I'm forgetting one of those. It's the Kurt Russell's dad when he buys the minor league team. Great one up in Portland. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's really cool because that was one of those ones I didn't know anything about. I, I think that's a Netflix one, right? Like you, Travis. Yeah. It's incredible. 
It's great. But so Kurt Russell's dad, just really quickly, here, right? Thomas, Kurt Russell's dad bought a minor league baseball team in Portland, Oregon, and did broke all the rules, right? Like didn't do it the way that it was an independent team. It wasn't affiliated with the major league team. And it was just a, a circus, except for they were really, really good. And and how the rest of baseball hated their guts because they weren't following the rules. It's terrific. Agreed. Perfect description of it. And it's really fun to watch. It is. <laughs> Um, so as far as let me let me get into something here just before I give you the stuff about what's going to save the Dodgers and give you a break, please. Um, I almost got mad at you because why was not Fernando Mania first? But strategic you saved yourself on yeah, it's strategic move, and you did a great job on that. And June seventeenth, I want to add one little tidbit that was going on. Had a really close, he's still close on the Godfather to his daughter. He got married that day, and we had all the TVs on in the church. And so sporadically through the day, I'm like, you know, we can just leave, man. Everyone would be okay with it. We didn't, and he still got divorced two years later. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Thomas. You know, it's just, but it was a good memory. We were watching OJ. We were watching. We watched everything. It was an incredible way to have a, a wedding celebration that day with all the stuff going on. All right, make me feel better, Thomas. Cool. We are getting the right path, and you've already mentioned it the other day. So stay on that thought and that okay. thought process. Don't get distracted with the Rams and what's going to happen to them this weekend. Stay, <laughs> stay with focused. The Blue. Stay focused, yes. The path is there. The, the lack of travel, not having to go to Milwaukee, that we've been rested, our pitches are good, Kershaw's shoulder is going to do what Kershaw's shoulders does. And everyone else is ready to play. But we don't have to travel, and we have the team that, well, they can pitch, but they can't score. They're not going to outscore us. And I just want you to stay on that path. Okay. Stay on the focus of travel, safety, and then we'll take on the Braves when they when they come. Thomas, Thank you, thanks Thomas. for calling in. You know what's funny? Everything that he was saying there. I think it doesn't really matter what anybody tells you. And by the way, I think this goes with a lot of Dodger fans. I think it's, okay, cool, show it. Because you've been in that spot before how many different times? Okay, cool, show it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. 100 wins. I, I, I understand. Go look at that matchup against Ayers. I get all that. Come Saturday, are they going to look like a team that's ready to feast? Or are they going to look like a team that's a little nervous here, a little scared here? You know what? If the Diamondbacks jump up to a 2 nothing lead, by the way, still I don't think it means anything. The Dodgers have done such a great job of coming back and everything else. But what does it look like on Saturday? And, and that tone that comes out, is Dave Roberts tight? Is the team tight? Is there a little bit? Is the crowd tight? Yeah, they probably will be. All of the above. All of the above. They they are better. They do have a better offense. They do have just they have two never mind two of the best players in the series. They have two of the four or five best players in, in the baseball yeah. that are playing like it. They've got a ton of young talent on the on the mound. Their bullpen, while really bad through the first part of the season, really good through the second part of the season. They have experience. They have a raucous home field advantage. Th- this is everything we would have said last year. And we know what happened. And I, I get it. I, I shouldn't be looking backwards. You know, don't use the rear, rear view mirror. Use the windshield. I know all of these things. I, I keep seeing a glimpse of it in the rear view mirror. And it's just making me very, very nice. Win game one, and I think I'm going to feel a lot better about it. Like, just li- literally go out there and win this game and don't have it be a, hey, you know, we barely escaped like sure. they did last yeah. year against yeah. the Padres. But rather, had that Dodger game that started 5 to nothing ended 5-1, to one, let's go. 
It didn't end like that. It got very There was close. some momentum that the Padres were able to take to game it two. It felt like the Padres were going to win that game mm-hmm. at some point, and then they won the rest of the games. Let's just avoid that because if they get through this series, I really think they got a great chance to win the World Series. If they get through Arizona, I think that because that, everything that you've said about, hey, just let it rip, I think all of that is 100% on the table against Atlanta, against Philadelphia, against whoever potentially could come out of the American League. But in this series, they're right back where they were a year ago, which is heavy, heavy favorites against an inferior opponent. That's what I worry about. And I keep coming back to it because it's not, you know, anything can happen. I know that. No, they got this this series. I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear that anymore. They got to do it. All right, so even though he told me not to, I'm going to focus on the Rams. Sure. I think we're going to have an answer to this question on Sunday afternoon, okay. 4.30, give or take. When you're coming by the Rays Lounge at Hollywood Park Casino to come see me on the Coors Light postgame show, um, we'll be we'll have an answer to this question. Are the Rams a good team or the Rams that proverbial good-bad team? And, and what I mean by that is this. They're good enough to beat other bad teams because they're really well coached and they got a great quarterback. But are they good enough to hang with San Francisco? Are they good enough to hang with Philadelphia? Are they good enough to beat one of those teams? Because – if a coin flip goes differently on Sunday, we could be talking about a one and three team really easily. If the Colts win that toss and go down and score, they're one and three, and we're not saying, hey, you know, they're right in it. It's a totally different conversation. This is one of the better teams in football. What do you look like against them? Can you find a way to beat them? Can you give Matthew Stafford some sort of help? Because you're basically asking him to have to pitch a shutout to win these games. I, I think what JB said yesterday is probably the best. They're two and two, and they deserve to be two and two. They're two and two type of team. They're a five hundred type of team that you didn't beat the the Forty ers but you played good enough against arguably the best team in the league. You look great against Seattle. Mm-hmm. You didn't look, you know, for a half you looked good against the Colts, but you know what? You won that game. And it, if it came down to a coin flip, fine. You got into overtime. Well, the only way you win the game is if you go down, you march down the field, and you score a touchdown. They did give them a little bit of credit for that. The Cincy game is the game that. I don't know if it's the right way to put it. Let one get away. Cincinnati lost the the following week. Their only win is against the Rams. I think this is who they are. And and the Eagles game, I'm not expecting them to beat the Eagles, but I'm also not expecting them to get blown out by the Eagles. If you hung with the San Francisco 49ers at home, I think we'd both agree that the Niners are a better team than the Eagles. Mm-hmm. You can't hang with the Eagles. If they lost by we'll one see, score, right? if they lost, if the final score was 27-21 Eagles, first of all, Eagles would cover, and um, I think you'd kind of look at it and say, okay, you know what, you're hanging with some of the good teams. Now, maybe the reality is who they are is who they are. I don't think they're going to go march on and try to go win a Super Bowl. I don't no, think that's going to be that. They're not good enough to do the that. The question is, can they get in with an 8 or 9 or 9 and 8 the, record in the playoffs? Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm getting at. They're not going to get there if their only path is Matthew Stafford has to be virtually perfect to win games, and that's what I mean. And Matthew Stafford against the Seahawks was it was a perfect. It was a no hitter. The line was perfect. It was a no hitter. He 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 didn't miss a throw. The game against the San Francisco 49ers, it was good, but he, there were a couple interceptions and they lost. Right, the next game it wasn't good. He got sacked six times. It was a disaster against the Colts. He damn near threw another no hitter. I, I he just he was that he threw one bad pass, got kicked, they got picked off. But other than that, he was great. If that's their only path to win, they're not going to win nine games. 
You can't you can't throw nine no hitters in a season. Sure, it's not going to happen. That's that's what I'm getting at. Not that is it close. That are they getting better? Are they doing more things every week? Are they is the defense which has been surprisingly pretty good is it continuing to get a little better because if it's just look if Matthew Stafford can keep us in the game with his right arm okay they're going to win five or six or seven but I don't think they can get to that eight nine or ten not sustainable that's the only path. not sustainable I think that's that that's there's so much on his plate Kyron Williams looked good can he look good again Puka Nakua has been great can he still be great Cooper Cup is he coming back or not there's a bunch of bunch of answers to these things that we'll have but you but you think we get those questions i do it's tough to i think get those questions against philly all answered but those are the teams that you're gonna have to beat a team or two like that along the way you can't only you only get the cardinals twice yeah yeah right you only get the commanders once you only get the saints you're gonna have to beat a team that's at least as good or better than you once or twice to get to that nine or ten number and so far they've beat the teams that they're supposed to beat we'll see we'll see i i'm well and philly's actually optimistic philly's had some surprisingly close games that they're also 4 0. Yeah. Right. And that's what yeah, good they're teams winning. do. But eventually you're going to have to lose a game. Yep. No, nobody runs the table. It happens. I mean, I yeah. think they can absolutely win. But Three I'm- of their four games they've won are one score, which is a little surprising against some of the competition that they face. And they've had a lot of turnovers. They do yep. not look the same Eagles team Rams as they only have one. Rams only have one takeaway all season yeah, long. Yeah. And yeah. And because of that, they have never had, um, you know, the. They never started possession on the opponent's side of the field, which again would help Matthew Stafford so much. But yeah, let's get a couple. Let's yeah. get a couple. Let's get a couple of easy ones, it's right? Game don't, I don't. Everything doesn't have to be an eighty-five yard drive to score a touchdown. Let's get a couple of thirty-two yard drives. Let's kick those in there as well. Our NFL picks against the spread. It's coming up against. Uh, yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's next on Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Telling Jorge during the break, there's another interesting, if you want, a baseball doc called Pelotero that's about the development of players at... I want to say in Dominican. Yeah, it, it fo- I saw the trailer on the break. Yeah, uh, it focuses on two players from uh, Republica Dominicana. And yeah, trying to make it into the big leagues. It's the terrific. Process. Yeah, it's really, really good. There's also Last Chance You, with which a lot of people loved. That's that a on series on Netflix. Yeah, yeah. A series on Netflix about people trying to make the league and stuff. Um, and Mailman Matt also pointed out to me that I forgot a great uh, documentary. <laughs> And then he did the double teamed uh, from <laughs> Disney Channel, which is just a uh, dramatized. List them version. out to us. I'm, by the way, list them out to us 
because we might not have watched them, and they're probably really good. I'm sure there's so many good sports documentaries out there that we didn't hit on. That double teamed is not on the list. Let's just stipulate. I don't it think might be on be the best sports movies of <laughs> That's all a time. List. Also, somebody on Twitter is pointing out, don't forget HBO's Maradona. That was a really good yeah. one. Is that good? I haven't seen yeah. that. Yeah, it's good. Two Escobars we talked about earlier Two is, is an amazing one. Like Emma said earlier, the 30 for 30, there's a couple in there that are clunkers, but not That's many. Okay. That's not okay. That's many. Did you guys ever watch the Dion's double play? The one that was the same day. Talking about that day. Just, that just watched it. Both. Yeah, just yeah. watched it's it. Amazing. Maybe two weeks ago. Yeah. They started putting that on the front of all of it. By the way, there's also, I don't know if you guys were crazy. Jordan Rides the Bus, I thought was an it's interesting good. one. Bo Knows. What's the Bo, Bo Knows? knows is great. That Bo what knows was the uh, Red Sox one called um, where they came back on the Yankees? And, and they had really, really good footage when they came back down 3 0. I forget what it was called. Something in October. I forget what it was called. Something along those lines. Either. Catching Hell. Is that the uh, Cubs? Steve? Yeah, was, Steve Barman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Catching Hell is another good one. The one about Dion. It, I'm going to be a baseball dork here for a second before we go back to your phone calls here. We, Bo was Bo, right? And we got to see a lot of Bo. We didn't get to see as much Dion in the major leagues. Dion would have been an all-star level baseball player, if not better than that, had he just been a baseball player. And because he was Neon Dion at the time, prime time, and he's doing all the Dion stuff, that the fact that he was as good of a baseball player, like that whole thing where he's doing the double dip, right? He destroyed on the baseball field that series. He was terrific. And Dion, because he's Coach Prime, he's got the sunglasses, he's got the whole thing, right? Like he's got a, a the style. Yep. He was an awesome base, not a good one, an awesome one. You remember Dion used to wear that headband on the neck? Yeah. He was on the Up and uh, what was that podcast with uh, uh Up and Smoke? Up and Smoke. Up and Smoke. He's on a podcast and he was telling the guys, you know all that the smoke is that the one? All the, the smoke. smoke. That's right. So he says the reason I would wear the head, it wasn't it wasn't for fashion or anything. He's like it's just to keep the stuff from like my curls going down on my face oh my so that would just br bring the uh, headband awesome. to my neck but people thought it. it was a you know fashion, fashion. thing that's yeah. terrific <laughs> I, now i want to start wearing one <laughs> put it in there <laughs> just put it in there let it happen let's go to buena park and thomas thomas you're on with travis Slee. talk me out of it thomas make me feel better if i can take a second first to go down a couple other things since you guys mentioned some great documentaries but first thank you emily for taking the call. I feel like we had a great interpersonal connection there for the eight seconds we talked. So that was cool. <laughs> but I'm forgetting one of those. It's the Kurt Russell's dad when he buys the minor league team. Great one up in Portland. Yes. Yeah. Like, that's really cool because that was one of those ones I didn't know anything about. I, I think that's a Netflix one, one, right? Like you, Travis. Yeah. It's incredible. It's great. But so Kurt Russell's dad, just really quickly, here, right? Thomas, Kurt Russell's dad bought a minor league baseball team in Portland, Oregon. And did broke all the rules, right? Like didn't do it the way that it was an independent team. It wasn't affiliated with the major league team. And it was just a, a circus, except for they were really, really good. And and how the rest of baseball hated their guts because they weren't following the rules. It's terrific. Agreed. Perfect description of it. And it's really fun to watch. It is. <laughs> um, so as far as, let me, let me get into something here. Just before I give you the stuff about what's going to save the Dodgers and give you a break. Please. Um, I almost got mad at you because why was not Fernando Mania first? But strategic. You saved yourself. On, yeah, it's a strategic move, and you did a great job on that. And June 17th, I want to add one little tidbit that was going on. Had a really close, he's still close. I'm the godfather to his daughter. He got married that day, and we had all the TVs on in the church. And so sporadically through the day, I'm like, you know, we can just leave, man. Everyone would be okay with it. 
We didn't, and he still got divorced two years later. You know, it's just, but it was a good memory. We were watching OJ. We were watching, we watched everything. It was an incredible way to have a a wedding celebration that day with all the stuff going on. All right, make me feel better, Thomas. Cool. We are getting the right path, and you've already mentioned it the other day. So stay on that thought and that thought process. Don't get distracted with the Rams and what's going to happen to them this weekend. Stay (laughs) Stay focused. Stay focused, yes. The path is there. The the lack of travel, not having to go to Milwaukee, that we've been rested, our pitchers are good, Kershaw's shoulder is going to do what Kershaw's shoulders does. And everyone else is ready to play. But we don't have to travel, and we have the team that, well, they can pitch, but they can't score. They're not going to outscore us. And I just want you to stay on that path. Stay on the focus of travel, safety, and then we'll take on the Braves when when they come. Thomas, Thank thanks Thomas. for calling in. You know what's funny? Everything that he was saying there. I think it doesn't really matter what anybody tells you. And by the way, I think this goes with a lot of Dodger fans. I think it's, okay, cool, show it. Because you've been in that spot before how many different times? Okay, cool, show it. Okay, yeah, yeah, I, I, I get it. 100 wins. I, I, I understand. Go look at that matchup against Ayers. I get all that. Come Saturday, are they going to look like a team that's ready to feast? Or are they going to look like a team that's, a little nervous here, a little scared here. You know what? If the Diamondbacks jump up to a 2 nothing lead, by the way, still I don't think it means anything. The Dodgers have See. done such a great job of coming back and everything else. But what does it look like on Saturday? And, and that tone that comes out, is Dave Roberts tight? Is the team tight? Is there a little bit? Is the crowd tight? Yeah, they probably will be. All of the above. All of the above. They, they are better. They do have a better offense. They do have just – they have two – never mind two of the best players in the series. They have two of the four or five best players in, in the baseball league. Yeah. that are playing like it. They've got a ton of young talent on the on the mound. Their bullpen, while really bad through the first part of the season, really good through the second part of the season. They have experience. They have a raucous home field advantage. Th- this is everything we would have said last year. And we know what happened. And I, I get it. I, I shouldn't be looking backward. You know, don't use the rear, vo- rear view mirror. Use the windshield. I know all of these things. I, I keep seeing a glimpse of it in the rear view mirror. And it's just making me very, very – win game one, and I think I'm going to feel a lot better about it. Like, just li- literally go out there and win this game and don't have it be a, hey, you know, we barely escaped like sure. they did last yeah. year against yeah. the Padres, but rather had that Dodger game that started 5 to nothing ended 5-1, to one, let's go. It didn't end like that. It got very There was close. some momentum that the Padres were able to take the game It two. felt like the Padres were going to win that game mm-hmm. at some point, and then they won the rest of the games. Let's just avoid that because if they get through this series, I really think they got a great chance to win the World Series. If they get through Arizona, I think that because that, everything that you've said about, hey, just let it rip, I think all of that is 100% on the table against Atlanta, against Philadelphia, against whoever potentially could come out of the American League. But in this series, they're right back where they were a year ago, which is heavy, heavy favorites against an inferior opponent. That's what I worry about. And I keep coming back to it because it's not, you know, anything can happen. I know that. No, they got this this series. I don't want to hear that anymore. I don't want to hear that anymore. They got to do it. All right, so even though he told me not to, I'm going to focus on the Rams. Sure. I think we're going to have an answer to this question on Sunday afternoon, okay. 4.30, give or take. When you're coming by the Rays Lounge at Hollywood Park Casino to come see me on the Coors Light postgame show, um, we'll be we'll have an answer to this question. Are the Rams a good team or are the Rams that proverbial good-bad team? And, and what I mean by that is this. 
they're good enough to beat other bad teams because they're really well coached and they got a great quarterback. But are they good enough to hang with San Francisco? Are they good enough to hang with Philadelphia? Are they good enough to beat one of those teams? Because if a coin flip goes differently on Sunday, we could be talking about a one and three team really easily. If the Colts win that toss and go down and score, they're one and three, and we're not saying, hey, you know, they're right in it. It's a totally different conversation. This is one of the better teams in football. What do you look like against them? Can you find a way to beat them? Can you give Matthew Stafford some sort of help? Because you're basically asking him to have to pitch a shutout to win these games. I, I think what JB said yesterday is probably the best. They're 2-2, two and two and they deserve to be 2-2. Two and two. They're a 2-2 two and two type of team. They're a 500 type of team that you didn't beat the, the 49ers, but you played good enough against arguably the best team in the league. You look great against Seattle. Mm -hmm. You didn't look, you know, for a half you looked good against the Colts, but you know what? You won that game. And it, if it came down to a coin flip, fine. You got into overtime. Well, the only way you win the game is if you go down, you march down the field, and you score a touchdown. They did. Give them a little bit of credit for that. The Cincy game is the game that I don't know if it's the right way to put it. Let one get away. Cincinnati lost the, the following week. Their only win is against the Rams. I think this is who they are. And, and the Eagles game, I'm not expecting them to beat the Eagles. But I'm also not expecting them to get blown out by the Eagles. If you hung with the San Francisco 49ers at home, I think we'd both agree that the Niners are a better team than the Eagles. Mm -hmm. You can't hang with the Eagles. If they lost by we'll one see, score, right? if they lost, if the final score was 27-21 Eagles, first of all, Eagles would cover. And um, I think you'd kind of look at it and say, okay, you know what? You're hanging with some of the good teams. Now, Maybe. The reality is who they are is who they are. I don't think they're going to go march on and try to go win a Super Bowl. I don't no, think that's going to be that. They're not good enough to do the that. The question is can they get in with an 8 or 9 or 9 and 8 the, record in the playoffs? Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm getting at. They're not going to get there if their only path is Matthew Stafford has to be virtually perfect to win games. And that's what I mean. And Matthew Stafford against the Seahawks was it was a perfect. It was a no-hitter. The line was perfect. It was a no-hitter. He 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 didn't miss a throw. The game against the San Francisco 49ers, it was good, but he, there were a couple interceptions, and they lost, right? The next game, it wasn't good. He got sacked six times. It was a disaster. Against the Colts, he damn near threw another no-hitter. I, I, he just he was that he threw one bad pass, got kicked, they got picked off. But other than that, he was great. If that's their only path to win, they're not going to win nine games. You can't you can't throw nine no hitters in a season. Sure, it's not going to happen. That's that's what I'm getting at. Not that is it close. That are they getting better? Are they doing more things every week? Are they is the defense, which has been surprisingly pretty good, is it continuing to get a little better? Because if it's just look, if Matthew Stafford can keep us in the game with his right arm, okay, they're going to win five or six or seven. But I don't think they can get to that eight, nine, or ten. Not sustainable. That's the only path. not sustainable. I think that's that that's there's so much on his plate. Kyron Williams looked good. Can he look good again? Pukunuku has been great. Can he still be great? Cooper Cup, is he coming back or not? There's a bunch of bunch of answers to these things that we'll have. But you, but you think we get those questions? I do. It's tough to, I think, get those questions against Philly all answered. But those are the teams that you're going to have to beat a team or two like that along the way. You can't only you only get the Cardinals twice. Yeah, yeah. Right. You only get the Commanders once. You only get the Saints. You're going to have to beat a team that's at least as good or better than you once or twice to get to that nine or ten number. And so far, they've beat the teams that they're supposed to beat. We'll see. We'll see. I, I'm well, and Philly's cautiously had some, optimistic. Philly's had some surprisingly close games. They have, that they're also four and zero. Yeah, right. And that's what yeah, good they're teams winning. do. But eventually, mm -hmm. you're gonna have to lose a game. Yep. No, nobody runs the table. It happens. I mean, I yeah. think they can absolutely win. But three I, of their four games they've won are one score. 
which is a little surprising against some of the competition that they face. And they've had a lot of turnovers. They do yep. not look the same Eagles team. Rams as only have one. Rams only have one takeaway all season yeah, long. Yeah, and yeah, and because of that, they have never had, um, you know, the they never started possession on the opponent's side of the field, which again would help Matthew Stafford so much. But yeah, let's get a couple. Let's yeah. get a couple. Let's get a couple of easy ones, it's right? Game don't, I don't. Everything doesn't have to be an 85-yard drive to score a touchdown. Let's get a couple of 32-yard drives. Let's kick those in there as well. Our NFL picks against the spread. It's coming up against. Uh, blah, 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 blah. That's next on Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. It's just the best music. It's, it's just pretty good. the best music. It is pretty good. Week five of our picks against the spread with confidence points. Here we're, here's where we are through the first four weeks of the season. Uh, we're all bunched pretty close together. I have a very small lead. I have 25 points through four weeks. Uh, Al's got 15. Yeah, Emily's got 22. And Jorge has 23. So you're behind sleep, but there's yeah, – I'm got, the Rockies right now in the NLS standings. 12, but you got 12 weeks. It's it's the yeah. first week of the season. But the you Rockies don't change anything. anything. Well, maybe – don't, don't – don't pr- approach it like the Rockies and you'll be right. Emily, you're batting lead off today. You ready? All right. Yes, I am ready. All right. Philadelphia at the Rams. The Rams are getting four points. The right. home underdog Rams hosting the Eagles. Who you got? This is a tough line because I feel confident that the Rams will be within a score. Touchdown. To be within, yeah. <laughs> but to be within four is difficult, but I am taking the Rams. Rams by two. Okay, Rams at two. Jorge. Uh, Eagles, my three. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> Eagles at three. Um, I agree with what Emily said, and and I think the Rams, I don't know if they're going to win the game or not, but the Rams have been in all these games. They're in the game against San Francisco, getting points at home, and they play close games to begin with. I just like the number. I'm going to take the Rams. I, too, Emily, I'm going to put the Rams at number two. Sliwa. Um, Eagles actually have not been all that impressive. I don't think the line's a lot. I'm going to take my chances here with the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to put this at my three. Eagles at three. Jorge, you are batting first on this one. Uh, Green Bay on the road in Las Vegas. The Vegas, the, the Las Vegas Raiders also a home dog. They are getting two points along the way. Who you got? Uh, the Raiders struggled against the Chargers. Uh, I'm going to go with the Packers. Give me the Packers as my two. Packers above 500 at this win at two Two. uh let's see so that's uh I'm up next the Raiders are really bad the Packers looked really bad in their Monday night it was a Thursday night game they got a long week coming back they're gonna be a lot better with that extra rest what is that that rest differential that is such a big difference it's not a huge line with just two so take Green Bay and I like it so much I'm gonna put it in the one spot Saliwa 
It's a good pitch. Uh, and this is, of all the games, this is the game I'm, I, I, it could so easily go either way. And that line's not a lot. You know, I'll take a little chance here. Let's go Raiders with my one. Raiders at one M. All right, so I'm going to go with the majority here already. I'm also going to go with the Packers. I'm also going to put my one because I think that it's going to be a weird game. Yeah, I agree. This game's going to be hard to watch. There's going to be a lot of bad throws, maybe an interception or two. Is Jimmy G going to be back or not? Do we know whether or not it's going to be him or Adon O'Connell? I believe it's TBD still. Uh, yeah, this one's a hard one to pick, but I'm going to do uh, Packers at one. All right. Moving on to the next game, the game of the week for sure. It's the Sunday night game, Dallas Cowboys on the road against San Francisco. San Francisco, one of a very small group of remaining undefeated teams. San Francisco is a four-point favorite at home. Um, I'm going to take the Niners. The Niners, I think, are the best team in the league. I think it's by a pretty good margin. The four is a little bit daunting because I think it could be a field goal game, but give me the Niners and give them to me at number three, Slee. Stay with the Niners. Uh, I'm going to put this. I, I don't. It, this is more based on the next game. I don't like 21 and a half point games to feel comfortable <laughs> about. So I'm going to go Niners with my four. Niners with the four M. All right. So I'm going to. I Jorge, this is not a great thing for you. That we're uh, all going to pick them. I'm also picking the 49ers, and I'm going to put the 49ers at my four. I think the 49ers are so much better than the Cowboys, and it's going to be shown uh, on Sunday. Do I need to ask? No. The Niners are my four <laughs> every week moving forward. I figured. I figured. Yeah. There's a year to make Niners your four every pick. That's just pretty good. the year. It's pretty good. It's the year to do it. Pretty good program. Uh, Sliwa, you go last here. University of Arizona Wildcats, yeah. home of uh, Mark Cates. Yes. Going up against the University of Southern California. MC Mark we Cates. do not have MC. Mark, Mandy Award winning Mark yeah. Cates. SC still doesn't have a defense. They also might have the best offense in yeah. college football. USC is a 21-and-a-half-point favorite at home. I think SC gets back on track. It's funny I say get back on track. They're winning games. They just haven't and been home. that impressive. <laughs> uh, and that's the thing in college football. Style points count. So um, I'll go SC in this, but my confidence level at two because it's a 21-and-a-half-point favorite. I'll go SC, too. All right. Uh, that brings it to you, M. I am not touching USC with a huge point differential with a 10-foot pole, okay? USC I don't has only covered once if they have. They are they're not going to cover. They're not going to cover no matter how many points they have because they're going to let any other team back in. So I'm going to put Arizona even though I don't feel great about it at 3. Jorge uh, my buddy Jeff Bo works for uh, Arizona. Okay. He'll be in town tomorrow. We're going to hang out. Uh What are you and, doing? Uh, I'm taking Scouting. I'm taking <laughs> Arizona. Practice. I'm taking Arizona has my one. There's too many points, and they couldn't do it against Colorado. So where are you taking him? What are you guys going to do? Oh, I don't know. Uh, he's going to be in town, uh, so you know, it's on. The, it's on the college. It's on the university. So now just playing. oh, even better. <laughs> let's, let's Mastros. Yeah. Yeah, let's exactly. go seafood tower. Seafood tower, baby. Yeah, no, he'll 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 freak out. USC, baby, all the way at the top. Uh, I don't love it, but at some point. The defense has to play reasonably well, right? At some point, this well, we is a bad think. theory. I know. I know it's a terrible way to look at it, but today or this weekend is home the game. weekend. There's home a game, game to do it. They've had home games. The only time they've covered is against Stanford, where they just absolutely slaughtered them. But everything else has been – they give up way too many points. They give up points late, too. But USC at the four. I'm going to take it. MU, and that's the only one you and I uh, differ on. We haven't been in some different spots, but uh, – 
No, we're going to be close. At the end of the day, we're going to be close to each other. I think other. it served us pretty well that we've been pretty close. So far, time. Jorge, Jorge has a bit of a different mix. Sleaze is very different. Um, he's we'll the Rockies. We yeah. got a couple. We got a. I'm the NL West right now. I'm done. <laughs> just yeah, be be the Padres. Like just kind of float around, stay they in. Kicked it for me a long out time. of my seat at the Rockies game. <laughs> That's weird. As somebody else's You don't have a ticket, sir, to go back. (laughs) There's nobody within 100 yards of me. Okay, but the section wasn't closed, right? The section was open. No, no, no. It's open. Yeah. Then there's no reason for them to move you. Like, I understand if the section were closed, they don't want to staff it. They don't want to clean it up. By the way, it was kind of a warm day, and I was- like right in the sun too. Yeah. So I was also not taking a seat that people were killing for. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's like plenty I, of shady I, seats at, I, at Coors Field. I even went out of my way to be like, I don't think They're anybody wants this there. one. Pretty finicky there because I know, like, when I went, it, 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 what I, I was gonna sit in my seat because that's what I do. But I like the guy just kind of he was he was eyeing us throughout the entire time, like whether or not we moved up. I, I I'm not saying that I support this, but I get like if you buy a top deck ticket that's ten bucks. Yep. And you move down to a ticket that's a hundred bucks. I get where they're hey, listen, man. These people have paid a hundred dollars to, to keep the here. value of these we, tickets. Exactly right. Yeah. But if I have a thirty dollar ticket, yeah, and I'm sitting in a thirty dollar well, seat this but could just be in why. a different spot, what difference does it you make? You know how much my ticket was? It's four bucks. Okay. Dude. So maybe. Yeah. Maybe they're like, This is the four dollar guy. Sitting in a four dollar section? Uh, let's say no. It couldn't be more than twenty bucks. It was probably bucks. a twenty dollars section, bucks. but how much different is Here's that? Here's a funny, funny story. This guy Jeff Bo, who works for Arizona, uh, Carlo had got us tickets. We were gonna do like a friends thing at the Dodger Stadium. Oh, nice! It was that day they gave out the rings, like oh, the yeah. replica rings. So we go to the game, right? So I text Jeff. I'm like, "Yo, where are you sitting at?" He's like, "Oh, Carlo got us great seats." I'm like, "Where?" He's like, uh, "Behind the dugout." So I go to the dugout. They let me. They didn't even check my ticket. Nothing. Yeah. We go down there, and I'm like, "Yo." Like, this isn't our seat. Our seat was like 25 bucks. We're in the loge or like we're on the reserve section. He's like, ah, oh, well, it was worth a try. I'm like, well, we got to get out of here before the people who actually sit here, you know, come and tell us to, you know, bounce. That is, I, and I've done it more than once, less than 20 times. You just like, I'm going to sit here until somebody kicks me out. Much more when I was younger. When yeah, I was younger, sure. all day long. Now I'm like, I'm not. It's so just tell me my exact. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so I don't want to be the guy now. where they come by and say, oh, I didn't know I was in this section. It's like, <laughs> oh, you because you fake. know better because you're an adult. Right. You can't, you can't do the, oh, God. thank you for Sorry, I guess I'm in the row behind me. They're like, no, when, you're not. When you're 19, you're like, yeah, you got me. You uh, get upset when you get kicked out? No. No, you're like, oh, damn, no. okay, I'm out. I mean, it's embarrassing, but I'm not upset. It's just I've seen Trav swing. I've seen people get upset. It's like, no, dude, you got the wrong ticket. I'm like, no, this is exactly where I'm sitting, and they get upset. Now I'm worried about where I'm sitting on Saturday, what's going to happen on Saturday. There's a whole bunch of stuff going on on Saturday that I'm uneasy about. Now Greg's here. I'm thinking about the Kershaw and the Miller thing. Nervous? Greg, please leave the room. You nervous with nervous. food on Saturday? No, I'll be okay no, with that. Be right, I'll yeah. be okay with that. I do have to figure out how many beers I'm going to have. That's a whole other thing. The Dump's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. So, Emily, what do you think that Taylor Swift got Travis Kelsey for his birthday? Because it's today he turns 34 years old. What does the one of the richest women in our country buy Travis Kelsey? Uh, another PJ. <laughs> a private jet. Does he already have one? I don't know. I'm just saying for her that oh, she no. has multiple. She's not going to give herself a gift for his no, birthday. I'm just saying, get get him a PJ, okay? Not another oh, one. Okay. Get him a PJ, and then okay. she's probably going to make him his these and her chai PJs. tea cookies that she makes. I think she got him a gift card to Target. 
<laughs> she does have a brand deal with Target, so it's probably even free for her. Seventy-five dollar Target she made, gift she card. Made, she made a reservation at the place they closed the other day. <laughs> what What do you like if you are in a relationship with somebody that is that they have everything wildly wealthy? I'll tell you what it is. And and the other person in the relationship is also yeah. very very rich on their yeah. own accord. Do you go it. big or do you go super simple because you, money no. doesn't mean anything? I think you go thoughtful. You go, yeah, you go thoughtful, thoughtful. You go handmade. You go yep. something like that. Maybe something they've been asking like for. Like uh, like a thoughtful Gucci purse. They can both gold encrusted Gucci want. purse. Yeah, that's what so I mean. So you get something where like oh he it's mentioned meaningful. that he really liked this movie. So maybe I'm gonna get. You know, I'm going to buy a movie theater for yeah, him. I'm going to buy him the rights, the publishing <laughs> rights to Gone with the Wind. Yeah. <laughs> I really hope that's not his favorite movie. Citizen Kane. Right, <laughs> right. Just, I, I know uh, that you really Wolf love Wall Spider-Man. Street, so I'm going to get a DiCaprio. I know that you're a big Spider-Man guy. I bought Marvel back from Disney. You now <laughs> oh, own it. Stop. Right? So here you go. Happy Enjoy. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> You just feel like that's... Or maybe it's quality know. time. Oh, maybe it's just that they want to spend time together and cook a meal together and feel like they're normal people. Boring. No, okay. <laughs> Can you ever be a normal person when you're that rich? I don't know. That'd be hard. Right? Extremely. Like, you can't go to Chili's and get I the I would like to try to find Swift. out. So one of my buddies like, <laughs> you know, we're talking about the lotto. Like, what if you win the lotto? Like, you'll forget about us. Uh, you'll, you'll forget about us, you know, regular people. And I was like, no, I wouldn't. I'll sit back. You know, uh, you know, ocean view, seat up. I'm like, damn, I wonder what those fools are doing. <laughs> I, I send you guys a photo. Yeah, yeah. I want to forget you. It's like, but if you win the lottery, okay, Jorge Briones wins the lottery, uh-huh. and you show up on TV and maybe whatever. But if you walked into the Chili's in your neighborhood, nobody knows who you are. Of course not. Right. Like yeah. that's rich is not the problem. Famous is the problem. Mm. That's right. Fame, like to go in. Taylor Swift can't go to Chili's. She can't. <laughs> Even if she really, really likes their queso dip, she can't go there because it'll cause a riot. But what she can do is buy the entire chain. <laughs> Close them all down whenever she moves. Like, hey, I'm in Austin tonight. Uh, I'm going to go through Chili's real quick. Can you shut down the whole Close chain? Close them all down. And you know when Travis Kelsey was born? 1989. You know what? Taylor's oh, version is coming yeah. out in uh, two weeks. I don't. 1989 Taylor's version. So just... Just numbers. The numbers. I graduated from high school in 1989. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not, not making me feel good. Jesse Eisenberg also has a birthday today. He turns 40 years old. Of course, the social network. Now you see me. What else am I forgetting now? Uh, Zombieland. Zombieland. Uh, Adventure. No, was he in Adventureland? I can't remember. But uh, yeah. Just, but his his most famous role is still uh, social, social network. Because okay. it's one of the best movies of the 2010s. It's a good movie. It's a really, really good movie. I, I was... I was, uh, his character was just like his actual role and how he played it. You know, obviously playing Zuckerberg. It was an awkward type of, he did a, he did a really good but job. But also a monster. But also like would F over your best friend because it got you more money. Uh, yeah. I would think it'd be really difficult. Do you know Sorry, how much that guy- the cleaners. By, by the way, that's, <laughs> honestly, that's one of my favorite scenes. That was such a good scene. Andrew Garfield was fantastic. That dude that you're talking about- I recently looked up, because he, what is his percentage of Facebook? It might be like 2%, something like that. Whatever it was that they yeah. settled on when, when the lawsuit happened. Are we talking happened. about the Winklevosses? No. No, we're talking about the Andrew Garfield character who was- The um, finance guy who was okay. Zuckerberg's yep. best friend at the time, who was yeah. in the in the frat. And Dustin, the frat. it's like Dustin Mockovich, whatever I just wanted to say is. Winklevoss. I, I really didn't <laughs> yeah. think it was that. The Winklevi? Whatever, the Winklevi, yes. whatever percentage he ended up getting, whatever it was- 
Guy's like $2 billion today. Has nothing to do with the company. And he could go to Chili's. And he could go to Chili's anytime. <laughs> Nobody but, recognize him. One thing, too, about that movie. So, you know how the Winkle Vi were p- played by Army Hammer. Uh-huh. And so it's funny because Army Hammer's not a twin. I didn't know that for a long time. It's just him. And they superimpose his face onto another body. Oh, really? And ever seen. Yeah. And so that body double had to do probably a ton of acting. Yeah. And you, you never know. Isn't Army Hammer canceled? Yeah. 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 Just, I, just okay. wanted, I just wanted to make sure that I had the right. Like yeah. They're all kind of the same. Like I'd lose track of who's yes. who. I just Army wanted to Hammer make sure that, is out of work yes. right now. The yeah. Facebook. Drop the Facebook. The, the. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. worth a billion, right? Yeah, Nobody exactly. calls it that. Uh, happy birthday to- No one calls it Facebook anymore. It's called Meta. Does, but is that like X? Do people oh, call it Meta? My dad still calls it Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> Facebook. Uh, even the Facebook. <laughs> do you guys, does, does anybody you know, other than your dad, Jorge, yeah. use Facebook? Like as I use a, it for Marketplace. You do? Do you use it out? Yeah. I haven't touched in years, but I know my sisters do. I know my mom does. I still know family. I, I definitely have family that use it. It's an older person platform, yes? Facebook? Yeah. Facebook? <laughs> I, just, I like but that. But it usually is kind of place, it's, it's essentially Craigslist. Crate Winslet, 48 years old today. Titanic. Uh, yeah. What What are some of her other? I mean, you're the, you're the one that's- Well, she the, was recently in a really good HBO series called Mayor of Easttown. Oh, she's in that? So, yeah. She's okay. the main person. She's mayor. Oh. Of Easttown. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> she was also in one of your favorite movies. Wasn't she Avatar? She was briefly in Avatar 2, this last one, but you can barely recognize her, obviously, because she's in the suit, but she has like, what, like two lines movie. in the movie? You There's, love that movie. She's barely in it. I like- Titanic. I like that movie. She did break she, the record for the most uh, longest breath held. She was underwater. It, she was in another movie with DiCaprio that was really sad. That was really good. Revolution and Revolutionary Road or Revolution Road. Like Road. That, yeah. It's dark and they they're married and they end up hating each other's guts and they both have affairs with other people. It's really good. If, if you're into a movie to make you want to hate like, your it's life, dark. She also won the it's Oscar really good. for quote unquote the reader. No, so. no, that one. I didn't watch it either, but she won an Oscar for it. And a scientist was born on this day slash television star. Neil deGrasse Tyson turns 65 years old. He's an interesting dude. Very interesting. Like I like very, how he takes super complex very, very things and kind of makes them simple enough for somebody with my intellect to understand. Listen <laughs> to him. Listen to him if you haven't on any long-form podcast. And I think what you're talking about, you'll take something as complicated as possible. And you're like, Oh, that kind of makes sense yeah. for a quick second. Even though I know your brain is in a completely different world. If your name was Neil, are you predisposed to want to be in space? Be interested in space? <laughs> uh, no. I don't know a ton of Neils, and, I, and the only two of them that I know are really into space. I know Armstrong and DeGrasse three Tyson. Neils: Neil Armstrong, Neil deGrasse Tyson, and our realtor one time a million years ago was named Neil Weichel. So does he like space? <laughs> he sells houses, so maybe, maybe yeah, he has he like a solarium in all of these rooms. Right. And shout out Neil Weichel. <laughs> it's, it's the only other Neil. Didn't know Neil Mann, television producer. I know uh, how many more Neils could you need to know? Uh, there was a baseball anyway. Uh, today, Twilight came out in two thousand and five. Twilight the, the, book. Book the book came out and. I never had the uh, the pleasure of reading the. The only thing I know about Twilight books is that they were popular with teenage girls, and that there was a plot point in an episode of Park and Rec about it. That's all. Yeah. I know. So the the plot point in Parks and Rec is they are going to do a um, 
a time capsule. That's and right. so uh, Will Arnett plays the dad. He says, I really want to put Twilight in the time capsule. And, uh, Will Forte. Yes. Oh, sorry. Will Ar- yeah. Forte, not Arnett. Yeah. Sorry. And so then um, Amy Poehler's like, oh, we're not going to do that. And then he sits in her office, chains himself to the desk until she puts the, the book into the time capsule. And it's all because of his daughter that he wanted to put the Twilight book into the... But honestly, if you woke up in 50 years and had someone read Twilight... You liked good, it as a kid? I did. But it's also it's a terrible book. Yeah. It's absolutely terribly written, and it's 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 one of the worst written books ever to be as popular as as it the is. Price sold but, literally tens of millions of copies. But right? like, if you're gonna compare that to I don't know, say Harry Potter, Harry Potter is a much better written book that parents and kids can like. Twilight is just a book for kids. Why can't we write a book that sucks but that millions of people will buy? Oh, Let's start also, working on it. <laughs> The, what would it be about? We're going to get the sucks part <laughs> we got right that. out the gate. We've got the it sucks lockdown. Yeah. We just, what's our basic plan? Okay, well, you need a, tr- a love triangle. That really okay. gets the kids going. You need okay. a love triangle. You need um, uh, a broody teen, uh, a teen that gives a lot of attention. Misunderstood. And yeah. And then also the whole thing. She's going to probably write the book. She has a much better chance. We need an chance. IPA guy in this book. Yeah. <laughs> IPA guy, uh, a vampire, and a, a misunderstood kid. Yeah, uh, and a zombie, and then Stephanie, <laughs> a zombie. Stephanie, and somebody from Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> it takes place in Jersey. Stephanie Meyer wrote the book based off of a dream that she had. She dreamt of this one meadow scene that ended up being in the book, and then she built it off that. And you know what was then also uh, and also Muse the band, and then Fifty Shades of Grey was based off of fan fiction about twilight so really? now we have two really? things yeah it is F- what sold more 50 shades of gray or twilight i think 50 shades okay um yeah did for, you read that for reasons i did not read that i didn't either john I don't know Island, if it's for did you, you read 50 shades of gray <laughs> no trav i watched every one of the 50 shade movies multiple times i don't need the book well this is why i went directly to you i yeah. felt like this would resonate with you yeah, uh, the Fifty Shades movies play quite often at my house. Oh, oh really? Yeah, whenever they're on, I just kind of leave them. Did <laughs> <laughs> you you hope that it sparks a thought? Or it's a rewatchable. I, I'm, I'm hopeful. It doesn't always work. <laughs> no, but, uh, nothing. They should works do a rewatchables episode on that. Yeah, yeah I don't think. <laughs> I know we all watch the re- listen to the rewatchables. I yeah. don't know if that they, was... they did the big chill last week. It was great. Yeah, they, I don't think that falls into that category. No. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a little different for a different reason. You, you know what we should do, Jorge? A little super crosstalk. <laughs> There he is. What, are you on quarantine or something? Yeah, back apparently, there? he was so on? late that he did, he, he couldn't walk the <laughs> extra awesome. ten oh, feet to get late. to the I microphone. Was, I was late to get All right, in there. that was right. awesome. You're so yeah. late, you couldn't <laughs> even take off your sunglasses. That's good. Yeah, That's no, late. I, again, I, no, he's a sunglasses <laughs> guy. He's no, 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 indoor. no. They, they, only doofuses wear sunglasses yeah, inside. No, Sorry, Max Kellerman. There's a there's an old joke. There's two people that wear sunglasses inside. Blind people and a-holes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, an that's, that's the way that I. And Deion Sanders and, when he goes to press conferences. And, and Jack Nicholson <laughs> and Snoop. Those are the only Those people the only that have exceptions yeah. to the rule. Exceptions. Yeah. To the rule. All right, so it's Thursday, which means we draft things on the Travis yeah. Lee show. We did our favorite sports documentary. I listened. Yeah. Okay, so. You like to pick the winners, and then, John, you said you have one that we did not pick. No, that you guys won't even know about. Emily, okay. i got a project for you. Or we'll put Tyler on uh, it. Since, I think I know exactly which since, one you're going to uh, tell her about. Tyler is only here for two more days. This okay. Will be, we'll, 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 this will he'll be a, a parting gift to us. Because I don't know how you can watch it, but I know you can. the trailer is online. Okay. 2012, a couple of friends of mine worked on this documentary. It's called Wild in the Streets. Have you guys ever heard about this? No. Okay. There's a small town in England, Ashbourne, England, all right? And they play something called Shrove Tide Football. 
And here's how it works. Everybody meets in the center of town. This town is divided by a river. Okay. If you live north of the river, you're an uppered. If you live south of the river, you're a downered. And they all meet in the center of town. And somebody, this this goes on, there are 3,000 competitors. And you're either on the up the, the one team or the other. Somebody throws a, a ball, looks like a rugby ball, into the air. There's a goal at the very north end of town, and there's a goal at the very south end of town. All right? There are two rules, three rules, and that's it. All right? The three rules are can't take the ball into a church grounds. Okay? okay? Can't do that at all. Cannot take the ball into motorized transport. You can't put it on a motorcycle sure. or a bike or anything yep. like that. And you can't murder anyone. Literal, by the way, generally for life. Literally the only three rules there are. They throw this ball in there, and this town goes crazy. starts beating the crap out of each other. And they're calling, like, like get get Kyle the Beast. get the And he's Kyle the Beast is trying to run through the crowd to get to the ball, and people are punching him. And it is I, – I cannot describe this without you guys watching it. What the hell? Prince Charles comes in in the middle of it and goes, listen, this is in the dock. He goes – People, this is this game has been going on for hundreds of years, and people are going to try and cancel you because it's violent and it's weird. Don't let them cancel you. You have the backing of the crown. I'm a, I'm strictly in a ceremonial capacity, but if they try and cancel you, I want you to call me. This cannot die, and they still do it. M, did you find it? Wild so in I, the street. Yeah, it sounds so like I, a big UFC fight. <laughs> it is so, yeah. with three thousand people in it. on. Amazon Prime. I looked okay. it up to see if you know, there, even if there's a DVD, if there's right. something else. But it says it's un. The video is currently unavailable to watch in location. But it gives the description. Every winter, the people of Ashbourne, UK, gather in the center of their town to renew the longest-running sports rivalry on earth. The game is called Shrovetide Football. <laughs> so I have not found a physical copy, but. I, I they're already trying to cancel it. The VPN. Yeah, how do you yeah. know the guys they're that Oh, they're canceling the video. Uh, Gosh, yeah. dang it. Uh, Mace knows him, too. One yeah. of the guys Pepper. we used to work for okay. back in the day, Jeff Proctor, was one of the producers on it. And my buddy Scott Henry, who now works at the NFL Network, was another one of the producers. And Have wait, you seen it, Mace? I have not seen this Wait till you see this. It's 10 years old now. I Like, when they were describing it, I like, thought- Like, how violent there does it is get? N- that, that was my question. I go, yeah. there's no way this is real. M, the trailer is there, right? Yeah, you can watch the trailer. And, and so the trailer's only two minutes. We could probably, Jorge, take a look at the trailer and see if any part of it's worth playing on, on the radio. I don't know. But, Travis, the answer to your question as to how violent is it, as violent as anything I have ever seen in sports. Hmm. They are, are multiple people ending up in the hospital? Oh, people will say stuff like, I moved to Ashbourne when I was seven, and uh, I played in Shrovetide, when I was seven, I got kicked in the head, and I haven't missed one ever since. Basically, they have, like, they, they put a kid in the middle, and they give him the ball. And they surround him with picture rings of people, like, ten deep. And they run like a pack through town. And then the other team, it's like, uh, you know how to kick off, like a wedge sure, buster? Sure, They get the biggest guys they could find to wedge to bust. To hit get the kid? To get the ball to away the from middle, the kid. Yeah. They don't care about the kid as much as they care about the ball. Okay. Right? And once they get the ball, it starts going the other way. And it goes on for two days. Wow. And it happens every year. 
It is Travis. It is the craziest <laughs> sports documentary I have ever seen. And somebody out there, one okay. of our listeners, will be able to figure out I a got, way we can. That was it. not going to make my list. No, I, that, I did not know that no, existed. No, I did not. I may have heard the story a long time ago. It wouldn't have been on my list, but it sounds yeah. fascinating. No, I, I didn't I know it existed because I. You said it sounds like a UFC fight. Yeah. I'm not the biggest UFC guy. I'm not like an anti-UFC guy. If you like it, good for you. But the carnage of a UFC fight is not my cup of tea. Correct. Will I? Will that? Knowing that, is this a movie that I would like? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You it they, don't like dwell, ro- they don't dwell a lot on the on the injuries. It okay. sounds yeah. also like rollerball. <laughs> that that is the best yeah. comp. Rollerball. It is. Classic. It is basically. I don't think anyone's ever died. Not roller in, derby. In no, Trove roller type. Ball. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think anybody's ever died in Trove type football, but I guarantee you, people have been in the hospital for more than a day. Yeah. Uh, because all they care about is getting this ball, and like if that's you, insane. If you score a goal, you get to like keep that ball and you guard it like your so wedding. So one ring. goal wins the game. Um. No, no. If you score a goal, then they take it back to the middle, and it goes oh, on for two days. Okay, yeah. yeah. So and then okay. at the score at the end of two days, how is, far from is the center it? of the town to one of the goals? Three miles. The three whole, miles. Wow. The whole town is three miles. Yeah. So yeah. a mile, mile and, and a half. half. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it <laughs> is, and uh, the guy who narrates it is. You guys know who Sean Bean is from yeah, Game of Thrones sure. or from the Bond movies? He was the guy that got. You'd recognize him. If he you got saw the axe at the end of season one. Okay. Sean Bean. All right, we have the trailer if we want to play it, and it's kind of it kind of narrates it for a beginning, so we'll play the first like minute. All right, just play one minute of it. We'll see if it see if it goes on the radio. Give us a second. Yeah. Okay. Whenever you get it, just just start now. But it was. I sat two, there, I started watching, I go, I'll watch this one, for 10 one. minutes. Here right, go ahead. For 363 days, the little town of Ashbourne, England, is a picture of tranquility. It is a fantastic place. Ashbourne's my life. I love it. Well, I moved there when I was seven. First recollection was being kicked in the head in the fields, got knocked out, and that was it. I loved it ever since. Two days a year, it's wild in the streets. It is an uncontrollable beast. Shrovetide is a game of few rules. You can't run a church yard, you can't take it in a vehicle. Other than that, it's a free-for-all. <laughs> it's a simple game with 3,000 players and an entire town for a playing field. And the goals are three miles apart. Once you've got a ball, you like God. We're the posh boys and they're the scum. I think we're all a bunch of puffs. I think it's going to be quite nasty and quite violent this year. That's the way I like it. They're boarding up the town. Yes. <laughs> they're boarding up the windows. <laughs> like a hurricane's coming in. Soul and the blood of this town is it doesn't matter what you do. You are accepted into a great big family of people. Crazy for this game. Mad for it. Some of them up into my best friends, but uh, on them two days, we ate each other. <laughs> that was the question I was going to ask you guys. Like, is this, you know, sometimes the soccer rivals, like, even if the soccer match isn't being played, sure. these people can't tolerate the sight of one another. Yeah. That's not this. Like, no, that is this. For two, but, but no, no, for but for the rest of the year, year, they get along fine. Yeah, they're from, they're like, hockey, the, they're like up, hockey players. What'd you call the uppers and the downers? Yeah. Right, like that's not a rivalry until the until those two days. No, no, it'd it'd be like like uh, what what city do you live in? Laguna Niguel. Okay, so it'd be battle of Laguna Niguel. Trav, it would be like you would you would 
drive to Dana Point and be perfectly friendly. <laughs> but if they had a competition where all the people in Laguna de are on one team and all the people on Dana Point for the other okay. team, it it. I mean, could you believe the crowds? No, there? That's no. Amazing. It looks like a riot. Yeah, right. It, it no, it is looks... a riot. <laughs> literally, yeah, it, it it's. But so what was you the... should invent this for Manhattan Beach. Well, like, no, no, like everybody gets on two sides, and you which fight, side of the strand you are you fight on? To David so, Slay's so here, restaurant. No, no. Here's the here's the, here's the event of the season in Manhattan Beach. Okay. It's the mom prom. The Have mom you heard prom. About this? No. Okay. Every year to raise money for Tell the me schools. Okay. Yeah. All the schools in Manhattan Beach, they have a wine auction. Okay. Okay. And you, <laughs> all the women get super dressed up and look great. And all the men wear jeans and like a Sunday swagger shirt and just show up. And it's like for four hours, you just bid on stuff. And that is that that is called the mom mom prom prom? No, with the nickname for it. It's the Manhattan Beach wine auction happens every year during the NBA finals. Breaking news. Okay, so I didn't find the exactly same doc, but there is a 15 minute long uh, doc called the spirit of Ashburn. It's available on YouTube for the 2011 year. So it looks like it's you can get the gist of it. it. Exactly. A taste of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what you can do if you're if you're craving to hear about what this is. I I really need to see that. I'm I'm going to watch that. I'll I'll work on either Proctor or Scott Henry may have a copy of it laying around. By the way, on that on the draft that you guys did, uh, he who got. OJ made in America Emily. wins. She yeah. picked right and, in front of me. It's going to be my first. And by the way, her second pick is outstanding too. Icarus is a Icarus great is great documentary. Have, yeah. they, have either of you seen Touching the Void? No. No. Oh my gosh! Is that yeah, like a mountain climbing one? Yes. L- I saw it, Free Solo. By the way, Free Solo is crazy. These two guys are climbing a mountain in the Andes Mountains. Yep. And I guess it's kind of an understood rule of mountain climbing when you're doing these very extreme climbs that if you're going up there in a small party, like just one or two people, or two or three people, if somebody gets hurt, you leave them behind. Yeah. They, 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 just See because him. if I try to save you, I'm going to yep. die too. Yeah. Right. So it's just kind of the- Leave, the, leave them behind to die. The, the, this is it. To you, die? If you break your yeah. leg, because there's- you, I can't carry you out. Right, and, but and you're going to let somebody die? It's multiple days away. Ooh. We're both going to die. Wow. If I don't make a decision, Basically, we're both going to die. You're deciding. Um, so these so, two guys are climbing, yeah. and, and, and they're tethered together. Yeah. And one of these guys falls into a crevasse, which is a giant hole in a piece of ice. Right. Mm-hmm. And the guy's got his buddy at the end of this rope, and he has a decision to make. Do I cut the rope, or Oof. do I try to save him knowing that I'm probably going to die too? He cuts the rope. Mm. He walks down the mountain. He gets out. takes him a couple of days to get out by himself. The weather's terrible, all these things, right? He, he, he survives, and he gets there. Well, about four or five or six days later... The other guy shows up. He mm. got out. He climbed down the Andes Mountain with his legs wow. shattered. And he survived with no water. It's didn't... obviously all in the dock. It's all in there, and it is extraordinary. Okay, did you guys ever see the, like, most most people have seen the movie Miracle? Yeah. Sure. They? So HBO did an actual documentary with the with actual the... people from mm. the U.S. Olympic hockey team Hello, in 1980. Hello, Michael Rizzioni. <laughs> Rizzioni's big part. So Rizzioni... been eating out on that for a while. Yeah, <laughs> Rizzioni tells the story that you, you think about um, when they beat the Russians and how tough Herb Brooks was. And they, they Disney did miracles, so they cleaned it up. Sure. But Aruzioni said they still had to win another game. They had to play Sweden or Finland or somebody. Finland, I believe. And in the gold medal game. Yeah. And you wonder, okay, we've just beaten the Russians. All we got to do to win the gold medal is beat Finland. I wonder what inspirational speech Herb Brooks is going to give. And Aruzioni says... 
He walked into the locker room. He looked around at every player, and they were all like, eyes on Herb Brooks. What is he going to say? Biggest games of our lives. We just beat the Russians. He looks at everybody, and he goes, if you lose this game, you will take it to your effing grave. Yep. And he turns around he, and, and walks out, and, and he turns around again when he gets to the door, and he turns around, and he goes, your effing grave. And he walks out. That was the speech. And Ruzina gets up and goes, okay, let's go win. <laughs> but, like, he didn't try and motivate him. He did. It's a good speech. Yeah, it is a good speech. It's a good speech. And by, by the way, way they, they, would have, they would have taken it to their graves. They of fell course. behind yeah. two to nothing. Yeah, they fell behind in every game in that tournament. Yeah. They fell behind in the there's a great speaking of the nineteen eighty Miracle on Ice. Yeah. I believe it's a thirty for thirty where they tell that story from all the Russian players' perspective. Mm-hmm. It's terrific. Yeah, they couldn't even mm-hmm. go home. It's terrific about how their their all of their lives were irrevocably different from that day forward. Yeah. That and Tretiak, the goalie wow. in right. particular. Well in, in in Miracle in the movie, there's a scene where Kurt Russell and um I'm trying to remember the guy who played his his lead assistant, Toby Emmerich, um, are in behind the bench and they've got the lead. They they're United States is ahead four to three and there's like two minutes and Tretiak, the Russian goalie, is looking at the bench going, Do you do you want me to off. pull the goalie? Yeah, do you want me out? Goalie, yeah. And the and the coach is looking at him like well, yeah, and Kurt, never Russell, been behind. Kurt Russell looks at him and goes, he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> right. They've never been behind. They, they're not wow. going to pull him. They've never been behind. They couldn't get an extra skater out there because they had never had to do it before. Wild in the streets, at least that fart that Emily found on uh, YouTube is getting yeah. watched in the next couple of hours. Yeah. Super Crosstalks brought to you by In-N-Out Burger. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger is all about. We'll see you tomorrow.